0: watching the news recently, and uh, I saw it on CNN that uh, a new series is about to premiere uh, the series hosted by John Walsh. Uh, that name, John Walsh uh, may ring a bell. John Walsh was the host of uh, what was called America's Most Wanted. Uh, and uh, that was the longest running show on Fox. Uh, in Fox's uh, history, uh, John Walsh was not the host of America's Most Wanted because he's a good actor. In fact, he's not an actor at all. Uh, John Walsh was in the uh, hotel business in Florida until 1981 when uh, his son, six year old son Adam, was uh, kidnapped as the family was shopping at Sears. And later, Adam's body was found, but the murderer was never brought to justice. And as John Walsh writes in his book, Tears of Rage, his anger presented him with a choice. Uh, He knew that his anger could lead him into alcoholism or depression or worse, or his anger could lead him out in something constructive. And John Walsh's anger led him all the way to a a top-rated TV show, America's Most Wanted, that over 22 years on Fox brought over 1,200 kidnappers and murderers and criminals to justice, including conclusive identification of John Walsh's murderer of his son. Uh, but John Walsh isn't finished. Uh, with a degree of anticipation, John Walsh uh, returns with a new series uh, on CNN called "The Hunt," and it pre- uh, premieres tonight. And John Walsh proves that it's possible to tame your temper, uh, how anger, no matter how deep or how dark, it presents you with a choice. You get to choose whether your anger leads you somewhere destructive or somewhere constructive. I can handle my anger destructively, allowing my temper to lash out with damage in words and actions or to make me hard or critical and angry and bitter on the inside or sink me into addiction or depression. Or I can choose God's way and learn to tame My temper. So let's uh, take a look at what God says uh, about taming our temper in Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-six. And these words, written by the Apostle Paul, inspired by God's Spirit, teach me how to tame my temper. Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-six. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So let's start our study with the very first three words. In your anger. So in these first uh, three words, there's an assumption that you struggle with anger. Everyone struggles with anger. And most of us admit it. Uh, There are some of us, however, who find this admission hard uh, because we say, I'm not an angry person. And those who say this uh, aren't necessarily lying, but they have fallen prey to a misunderstanding about temper. The people who think they have no anger are tend to be people who think that anger has one face, and it's a red-hot face with bulging neck vein uh, kind of anger. And they don't have anger like that, and so They think they don't have any anger. But this kind of expressive anger is really just one out of three styles of anger. So, let me go over the three styles of inner anger. Because understanding your anger style is the first step to learning to tame your temper. The first style of inner anger is the expressor style. And this is the red-faced bulging neck vein kind of anger. And expressors tend to display their anger with raised voice and hot words and other physical signs. And these people do not have the luxury of denying that they are angry. Uh, They can see their temper right out there. And uh, it causes damage in their relationships. The second anger style, however, is the repressor style. And repressors have temper, but they hold it inside, not because they're saintly, uh, but because it's their personality or uh, because they're afraid of their anger. And sometimes this uh, anger, uh, fear, causes repressors to stuff it and deny it and ...refuse to deal with it. Uh, Sometimes repressors uh, fool themselves into thinking that they do not have an anger problem. But they do. And it ends up doing damage on the inside. Uh, Expressors tend to hurt other people with their anger... Repressors tend to hurt themselves uh, with a lot of inner resentment and bitterness that can make them sad and weak and withdrawn. And if you don't recognize yourself as an expressor or a repressor, well then probably you fall into the third category, which is the dispenser style. Uh, The dispenser does not explode like an expressor or suppress anger like the repressor. The dispenser tends to leak anger in ways that are subtle and indirect. Dispensers don't explode uh, with verbal anger. They leak it out in sarcasm and criticism and subtle, biting comments. Dispensers tend to be passive aggressors. So they don't get revenge by doing things to you. They get even by Not doing things for you. In other words, if you're a dispenser, when uh, someone hurts you, you tend to withhold yourself from that person and give them the silent treatment. Dispensers accurately see the damage that uh, happens when you are an expresser or you are a repressor. But psychologists actually make the case that dispensers have the worst of both worlds. Uh, dispensers experience both the negative physical consequences of repressing their anger, but they also experience the negative social consequences of expressing their anger in their leaking. So there you go, Expressor, repressor, and dispenser. We all tend to fall into one of these categories the most. Which one do you tend to fall into? Uh, taming our temper begins with honesty. So, let's have a little mass confession, all right, in the form of a little poll. Uh, let's start with the expressors because they're the most bold. Uh, raise your hand if you tend to be an expressor. All right, there they are. Yeah. Yeah okay uh, next keeping in mind repressors and who they are raise your hand a little bit if you're a a repressor okay and uh, how about this uh, if you're a dispenser kind of go up and then down and then up okay all right there you go uh, how many of you just raised your hand for all three I uh, no, yeah I saw that and uh, how many of you are angry because you hate it when I ask you to raise your hand all right yeah right there you are All right, we've taken some time to go over these anger styles because it's important to understand your anger style and how you can be a repressor or a dispenser and still have a temper problem as much as the person who's more anger expressive. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, begins with, In your anger. Uh, You have anger. We all struggle with anger. And admitting your anger style is the first step. Next, God says, in your anger, do not sin. And these three words tell us that anger is not always a sin. Anger isn't always destructive. Anger is sometimes constructive. Let me remind you that in the Bible, over... You know, 300 times we're told that God gets angry. Anger is not a sin in itself. And understanding that anger can be constructive is an important part of taming my temper. Temper taming is not repressing my anger. It's acknowledging my anger and con- and channeling it in a constructive way with a constructive result. For instance, let me give you three categories of constructive channels for my anger. First, anger can constructively motivate me to get involved in helping others. This is what John Walsh proves. He's allowing anger against injustice to motivate him to get involved in ways that really help. Same for you and for me. Uh, Instead of just raging against my parents' divorce, I need to let my anger motivate me to reach out to other kids of divorce through Boys and Girls Ministries uh, here at BlackRock. Or instead of just being bitter that uh, I was bullied or excluded as a teenager, I need to let that experience motivate me to serve as a mentor uh, to a young man or young woman in our junior or senior high group here at Black Rock. Or you get the idea. Anger can constructively motivate me to get involved in ways that... Really bring help to other people. And here's the beautiful part. God has arranged things so that when I bring healing to others, it brings healing into my own life at the same time. Second, anger can constructively motivate me to become honest with others. Uh, If you have your Bible open, notice the words that uh, lead into this uh, call from God to not sin in your anger. Verse 25 of Ephesians 4 Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor and then in your anger do not sin anger becomes constructive when it motivates me to be authentic and say what needs to be said now anger is destructive when i say things that I, that don't need to be said but Anger is constructive when it motivates me to speak truthfully and resolve conflict in my relationships. We all need to hear this, but especially those of us who are repressors and dispensers. We need to know that our anger is not just going to go away, but our anger is there to motivate us to make our relationships better by confronting the problems in our relationship and being real and authentic. Finally, my anger becomes constructive when it motivates me to address my anger's primary cause. This is really important because you see anger is really not the issue. Anger is just a symptom of the real issue. Anger is a secondary response triggered by a deeper primary. Cause And anger becomes my best friend when it draws attention to the deeper roots of my rage. And notice what uh, it says in uh, verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Scripture says that the proper way to handle anger is to address it. And do it quickly. Don't let the sun go down. In other words, don't put it off until tomorrow. Don't wait for another day, but make it a priority to get to the primary cause of your anger now. And by that warning, do not give the devil a foothold. God is saying, out of my love for you, I'm calling you, I'm begging you to address your anger because the longer you wait the more you expose yourself to a world of darkness and destruction. You know, I had something uh, distressing happen to me this uh, last week. I was driving along, and on my dashboard was the engine light. Now, there is a right way and a wrong way to react to an engine light uh, coming on on your dashboard. Uh, Let me give you the wrong way. Here's the wrong way to... to react to an engine light on your dashboard. There's that light again. I've got to get rid of that light. I, I, I'll cover it with my hand. Or where's my hammer? I'll take care of that light. That's the wrong way, and it leads to some real damage. So this week, I responded the right way. I said, whoa, there's an engine light. And that's a secondary response to a primary cause that's going to cost me a lot of money. So, I did what you should do. You bring it in and you pay a lot of money to get it taken care of. Uh, And just like it doesn't work to hide or to smash a warning light on your dashboard, it's foolish to just ignore unresolved anger. It's a sign that something is wrong under your hood. So, to tame my temper, I must look at the three primary causes of anger. What are they? Frustration, hurt, and insecurity. It takes a lot of courage to face the primary cause of my anger. And then it takes even more courage to openly talk about it and share it. Anthony Shanka is uh, such a courageous man. Anthony is an attender here at BlackRock, And over time, God has helped him to understand the primary cause of his anger.
1: I'm uh, originally from uh, Zambia, which is a small country in uh, southern Africa. On paper, Zambia is actually a very rich nation, on paper. But uh, the reality is um, there is no middle class there is the poor, then there is the rich. I was raised by a mother who was uh, very hard working and um, she wanted to do um, everything possible to raise me and my uh, two siblings. I lost my father when I was uh, about 10, right before 11. He was a sudden death. I felt bitter about my father's uh, passing. When he died, uh, he, uh, he, he was separated. With uh, my mother at that time, I was angry at my my dad. Just never having that experience of growing up with a father, and uh, looking at all the other kids that uh, had their fathers, uh, you know, close to them and every day, every time. My siblings and myself, um, we 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 love, you know, we love our mother and we loved both our parents so much. And uh, the fact that uh, he left. I felt, and uh, I think my siblings felt, uh, betrayed. I had so much internal anger just for that, for him leaving us. I I didn't quite understand. I couldn't grasp the whole thing, but I knew I I wasn't happy. Growing up, uh, there are so many things that uh, I've done. In some cases, I I have taken things out on uh, people, people that love me, that care so much about me. I tend to just uh shut them off and I just want to deal with it. Sometimes it's affected my uh, relationship with my wife. She just cares and she wants to uh do the right thing and make sure I'm okay, but uh I just you know, just create that wall and um, it's uh it's not a good place to be in.
0: Take some courage to get to the primary causes of your anger. In this case, it's frustration and the unmet expectation for a father. It's the hurt of betrayal. And it's the insecurity that leads to new cycles of of anger that, that end up affecting the way you live. And that's Anthony's story. And uh, the question is, what can you do? What can you do with these causes of anger? Well, let's start with the first cause of anger on the list, which is frustration. Frustration anger is the result of unmet expectation. And most of us have expectations that are reasonable. Uh, Most of us expect to work at a job and then get paid Uh, if you don't get Paid, that's that's, well, that's a realistic expectation, and that anger that you're not getting paid should lead you to motivation to take care of that or get a different job. Uh, the problem is that most of our frustration anger comes from expectations, expectations that are not realistic. Uh, husbands and wives get angry with each other because of the unrealistic expectation that that their spouse can read their mind and just know what they what they want. Parents uh, get angry with kids and coaches and teachers based on the unrealistic expectation that the kids will never fail and always win. Students get angry with their parents uh, because of the unrealistic expectation that their parents are perfect when they're far from it. And you say, I get it. A lot of my anger comes from uh, frustration over my unmet. Uh, expectations, but how does understanding this help? Well, recognizing frustration as the primary cause of my anger is helpful when I respond by right-sizing my expectations. A grown daughter named uh, Martha expects her mom to love her and to show it uh, with care, but that doesn't happen. Uh, When Martha uh, loses an unborn baby Uh, her mom minimizes it and uh, makes her feel silly for uh, feeling grief and every time Martha gets treated like that by her mom it rips her apart with rage Uh, isn't it reasonable for Martha to expect that her mom is going to show care to her Well, Martha posed this uh, question to a psychologist named uh, Dr. James Dobson, and I think his answer is insightful, so slightly edited. Let me read his response. Dear Martha, I am more convinced every day that a great portion of our adult lives are invested in the quest for that which was unreachable in childhood. The more painful the early void, the more we are motivated to fill it later in life. Your mom never met the needs that a loving mother should satisfy in her little girl. And I think you're still hoping that she will miraculously become what she has never been. Therefore, she constantly disappoints you, hurts you, rejects you. I think you will be less vulnerable to pain when you accept the fact that she cannot, nor will she ever, provide the love and empathy and interest that she should. It is not easy to insulate yourself this way, but it hurts less to expect nothing than to keep hoping in vain. I would guess that your mom's childhood experiences accounted for her emotional insensitivities and can perhaps be viewed as her own unique handicap. If she were were blind, you would accept her despite her lack of vision. In a sense, She's emotionally blind. She is unable to see your needs. Her handicap makes it impossible for her to perceive your feelings and expectations. If you can accept your mother as a woman with a permanent handicap, one which was probably caused when she was vulnerable, you will shield yourself from the ice pick of rejection. So Dr. Dobson tells Martha that sometimes a reasonable expectation is not a realistic expectation. And so instead of burning with frustration, anger against the people in my life, the wisest approach is to right size my expectations so that they're realistic for the people in my life. The second uh, primary cause of anger is hurt. Uh, Anthony shared how his temper comes from the hurt of being abandoned by his father. Maybe you're here today and you've got a boatload of hurt. Uh, Someone hurt you in business and it uh, brought serious financial damage into your life. Maybe someone has hurt you in your family. Uh, Someone hurt you at school and that was supposed to be a friend. Someone hurt you in divorce and your ex inflicts pain every day. You know, maybe you're saying, yeah, this is me, my inner Anger comes from my hurt. But how does knowing this help? Well, knowing that my anger comes from hurt prevents me from misdirecting my anger. Let's say uh, a husband comes home late from work again to a cold dinner uh, for the third night in a row. And he's met at the door by a wife who says, uh, Why don't you just put a cot in your office? It seems like all you do is uh, sleep here. Uh, don't expect any mints on your pillow in this hotel. What's, what's going on here? He's saying... She's angry, Einstein. Well, I I know that. But I mean, uh, what is is the primary cause of the anger? She's hurt. She's hurt because instead of being valued by her husband, she feels like an afterthought. She feels used, uh, unappreciated. She's hurt. And if she just would have looked under the hood and asked, what's the primary cause of my anger? She could have reacted differently. Instead of attacking her husband, which then leads him to defend and to bring out his own anger against her, she could have looked under the hood and said something related to her hurt. Like uh, uh, she could have expressed that primary cause saying, honey, can I tell you how I feel? When you just... Come home late and fall into bed. I feel like I don't count. I feel like a nobody to you. I feel like your roommate instead of your soulmate. And it really hurts. And if she identifies the hurt, then the conversation can be much less antagonistic and much more productive. It leads to the discussion over a real issue instead of just a verbal fist fight with escalating accusations and threats and bitterness. It always helps to get to the primary cause of my anger because it helps me to attack the problem involved instead of the person involved. The last primary cause of anger is insecurity. Uh, Much inner anger comes as a protective response to uh, perceived attacks on my self-worth. That's why criticism makes us so angry. That's why we get so angry when mutual friends are invited to a party and we're left off the list. That's why we get angry when we pick up the phone and leave a message, but we don't get a return call. And This is why we get angry behind the wheel. I mean, next time somebody cuts you off, do a little anger analyzation. Why am I getting so angry? Nine out of ten times when somebody cuts me off and I analyze the anger, it's because my self-worth has been attacked. That guy thinks he's more important than I am. And where he's going is more important than where I'm going. And so that attacks my self-worth. It goes on like that. Just analyze your anger sometime. And you find that so often it comes down to my insecurity. And you say, I understand that. How does knowing that help? Well, it helps because it reveals the truth that I could tame my temper if if I really believed and really experienced some unconditional love and acceptance. And this connection between my insecurity and my anger reveals that the only way that I can tame my temper is... By experiencing the kind of love that comes from God. The only way that I can be healed of my need to protect my self-worth is to be convinced that I am valued and loved by the Creator, my Creator. And this is why Jesus came. Uh, Jesus came to die on the cross so that through faith in him, I could receive God's complete forgiveness and his unconditional love. And when I truly experience God's love in Jesus, it changes everything, including my self identity. I become secure in God's unconditional love, and that security tames my temper. Anthony's father abandoned him. But since coming to Blackrock, Anthony has found a relationship with his heavenly Father that is healing him of frustration and hurt and insecurity but i I'll let, I'll let him tell you
1: they told me it would uh, I would just be so angry I would uh, um, you know express myself by either yelling and uh, causing myself into just into a corner. Shutting myself off to the outside world. Just lately, uh, I uh, started realizing, uh, and this is because of uh, my kids. Really, I have uh, beautiful kids: a uh, ten-year-old son and a uh, nine-year-old daughter. The one thing I said would help me out is uh, really get more involved and get closer to get closer to God and uh, be a better be a better dad, be a better father. When uh, they announced the. Uh, BlackRock 101, right, I went is really when I looked myself in the mirror and said, uh, I uh, really have to uh, dedicate, fully dedicate my, uh, my life to God. Coming to uh, BlackRock and obviously when I took uh, uh, starting point uh, classes, it was just a phenomenal to help me uh, focus and uh, put uh, things into perspective. Studying the Bible um, every day and uh, just praying about it and uh, just the fact that you're discussing something about you and people you're discussing with can relate to you, that really helps, helps you out, I think, to, to move forward. Really helpful uh, for me, not just uh, personally but even uh, professionally. My my job sometimes is very, very stressful. I think everybody has uh, that one person, maybe a boss that just isn't right. I've really come up with a new model. Instead of getting mad now, I just look at uh, what would Jesus do. I think about it in those terms, And uh, every time I do that, I calm myself down and take a couple steps back and say, you know, maybe I should take a different approach. That is a whole new thing that uh, helps me out, even at work. To an extent, uh, where my counterparts would say, yeah, "What is uh, wrong with you? You know, uh, how are you doing this? How are you coping with this?" Um, I say, "You know what? Uh, there's uh, there's someone greater in me that uh, I believe in. That uh, close work with." Uh, with Jesus my anger doesn't come out like uh, you know either shutting myself down I talk about things more openly now I have to get continue to get better but at least I'm able to share uh, more things and open up especially to the people that really care about me my wife you know my brother my sister cousins and stuff and really close friends I'm able to share uh, my feelings and just not keep them within me I strongly believe uh uh, really, Jesus is uh, doing something in my life that uh, I have, um, you know, I have never seen before.
0: So there's hope. There's hope for taming your temper. And it's not just suppressing it, it but it is an inside job. Uh, The real primary cause of of our anger is that frustration and hurt and insecurity. And that's exactly what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to change that inner dynamic that will not only make us different people, but give us a whole different relationship with our anger in a way that allows us to really tame our temper. Uh, I'd like to, before we go, give you the opportunity to just uh, respond uh, to God. So would you please stand and let's, uh, let's just spend a moment. And, you know, maybe you're here today and you realize that you've never really started a relationship with God. And so today is going to be the day when you just turn to God and say, I want to receive your love and forgiveness based on my belief in Jesus and what he did on the cross for me. Or maybe you are uh, a believer, you are uh, walking with Jesus, but you realize today in a new way that God really wants to deal with that anger on the inside and uh, make you a brand new you.